it's so clear that there's a high conversion there. People feel a difference when they have conversation with me. And this gives a really easy opportunity to talk to me, to get questions answered, to experience what it's like to coach with me. So for me, my text list was that container. Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Marketing Unfiltered. Today, I want to talk to you about three things that worked really well for me this year. And I want to come at this from three different focuses. I want to share the number one thing that generated the most growth for me, the number one thing that generated the most sales for me, and the number one thing that generated the best nurturing opportunities for me. Now, why the heck am I doing this? Well, I want to talk to you about what worked best for me this year because I think you should be doing this. So I kind of wanted to do it for you so you can kind of watch me do it. And then I would love it if you walked away and did this for yourself. I think it's really important to audit the things that worked well. We do a really good job at picking out the things that didn't work well for us, but then we don't we tend to forget to celebrate the things that did really well. And I think that's just as important. So that's the first reason. And secondly, I also want to walk you through the behind the scenes of why these things worked for me so you know what to look at. And the reason why I think this is important is because just because something worked for me doesn't mean it's what you need to do right? I really, really want you to understand why I chose certain strategies and then after doing them for a year, how I am auditing them. Because you might see that why I have picked something is a reason very unique to me that is not something that you are even thinking about or considering. And maybe you don't need to because our goals are different, right? So, and I want to do this because I feel like in guru land, which is social media at the moment, we tend to get really stuck and feeling like we need to just do what another business owner that we look up to or admire or just think they know what they're doing. We just have to do whatever they're doing and just co- pretty much copy them and we're going to get the same results. And that's just not the reality. This is why I do not believe in guru culture. This is why I don't even believe in expert culture, to be honest. I think that our jobs as coaches is really to do the testing, the researching, and all the things so that we have the information to share with you so that you can make the best decisions for you. So I really want to kind of lift the veil around what worked best for me and from my perspective, why I consider that to have worked best. Again, so that you can do this on your own time, but also so that you can understand a more behind the scenes unfiltered uh, look into things that worked and also did not work so that you can make the best decisions for yourself. Okay. So let's start with growth, the lens of growth. Like I said, I want to do this from three different lenses. What gave me the most growth? What gave me the most sales? And what gave me the most nurturing opportunities? So let's start with growth. Hands down, this this was the easiest thing to audit for me. My summit brought in the most growth for me this year by a lot. Now, what does that mean? I had to get really real about the kind of growth that I wanted a year ago this month, right? So moving into the year of 2023, I had to really sit down with myself and say, I am growing my email list, right? I am growing my email list. However, I want to 10x this growth. And I think it's important for me to say this because many of you are like, oh, actually, I was just on a coaching call recently and and she was like, oh yeah, I did... I did lots of, you know, collaborating last year and this and that, but I didn't grow at all. And 
actually, when we looked at the numbers, there was about a 30% growth. Now, I understand that I, I have no, I'm not sharing context with you for this person because I didn't ask this person's permission. So I'm not going to give you the context of this conversation. But I found it interesting that that wasn't considered success, considering there, that's 100 new people that came this person's way from collaborating. Right now, it is completely valid and fair that that might not be enough for that person that year. Completely valid. I 100% understand why they would want to see more growth. But it is important to note that you might not be seeing the amount of growth that you want. That does not mean you are not growing. And the reason that I want to share that is because for me, Summit brought in the most growth this year by a landslide. However, it does not mean I am ruling out sharing my lead magnets on social media. It does not mean that I will never do a lead magnet swap again. It does not mean that I'm not going to be getting on podcasts talking about my lead magnet or my other ways to get on my email list. It does not mean I'm not going to be doing any of those things. What it does mean is when I want a lot of growth, right? I'm going to be going towards different kinds of list growth actions. Okay. So I'm actually going to give you a little gift right now. If you go to gotocoach.club forward slash grow your list, inside I have 16 ways to grow your list. But what I have done is I've broken up into different habits, weekly habits, monthly habits, and quarterly habits. Now you will notice the quarterly habits are a little bit more involved. And honestly, you I, like I have a I have the summit listed as a quarterly habit, but like I only did one last year. <laughs> I don't think I could do that quarterly, right? But there are some smaller scale summits that you can do quarterly. So that's why I put it as a quarterly quarterly habit. But my point is just because I had the kind, uh, uh, just because the summit brought in the most growth, it doesn't mean other things didn't bring in growth. It's just, I am noting what gives me landslide growth and what gives me Oh, this is a good month. Like, you know, all this lead magnet gave me 50 people. I value those 50 people. I'm so happy that all I had to do was send one email. Do you know what I'm saying? So that is like a little more low hanging. The summit is definitely not low hanging. It is a shit ton of work. I had to make time for it. I had to meet new people for it. It was a lot. I also had to invest in order to figure out how to do it effectively, right? So it's not something I can do every single day or every single week. However, in terms of the biggest amount of growth, that was a big swing I had to make in order to hit a big swing goal. So we are now moving into a new year in in, like we're moving into new year. So this time last year, like I said, is when I made the decision to do a summit. So for you, what kind of growth do you want to see next year? And be honest with yourself here. If you, for example, let's say you have a hundred people on your email list and you want to get to 500. I don't know how long it took you to get a hundred people on your email list, but if it has taken you three years to get a hundred people on your email list and you want to have 500 people by the end of next year, you're going to have to be doing a lot, much bigger swings than you have been doing to get to that number. You can't just think happy thoughts and attract growth, right? You have to actually decide what on my list of things can I do to actually get to that amount of growth. So a little trick, about 1% to 3% of the people that see an invitation to join your list, whether that be a lead magnet or something else, about 1% to 3%, 3% being quite high if I'm being honest, um, 1% to 3% will say yes to join your list, right? So with that in mind, like 
if you want to grow by a thousand people next year, if we're if we're thinking about a three percent conversion, that's one thousand times thirty. So that means you have to get in front of thirty thousand people in order to get a thousand people on your list by the end of the year. So what are you doing to get in front of thirty thousand people? All right. So again, in terms of growth for me, the thing that worked the best was summits. What is the thing that worked the best for you? Can you multiply that effort by 10 next year? Or do you need to swap, add some other growth tasks to hit your goals next year? All right, let's move on to sales. Now, nothing surprising here. The thing that gave me the most sales last year, or this year, I guess, 2023, was traditional launching. So I have actually been... I have actually done evergreen launches for years. And that means that I didn't actually have deadlines for things that you could kind of sign up for my stuff at any point. This is the first year that I actually had like carts closing. So there was a lot more healthy urgency around my sales periods. That definitely this year brought in the most sales for me than any other effort that I did this year. Just having actual urgency, which I did not have before. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of people really don't like that. A lot of people are like, oh, you shouldn't put deadlines on things. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. I get it. I understand it. And if that's your if that's your style, like go for it. I fully support you. For me, I really like the idea of having a cart close so that when the cart closed, I could stop thinking about selling and I could just start thinking about taking care of my people. It it helped me mentally know what my focus was at that time. Again, that doesn't mean you can't do what I've done many years before, which also was great. It It just was different. But this year I did traditional launching. I had cart close and I had affiliates. And I think I have shared, shared this in another podcast. This was like really my first full year of using affiliates almost all year. And what I loved about using affiliates was there was so much trust built into all of my launches, right? Like people who came to my webinars were coming from people who were like, oh, you should know about Sophia. She's great. And so they came already feeling trust with me. So when they converted, yes, I also gave uh, paid people who like brought them in. Um, so like I, that was kind of a difficult thing in the beginning because it was like, oh my gosh, if you make, for example, if you make like $100 in a launch and you have to give 30 of it to affiliates, right? Like that can feel, it can kind of be something to get used to in the beginning. However, I will say I would keep using affiliates in the future because what ends up happening is you get in not like your sales efforts become growth efforts as well. So I grew my list a lot during my launches as well as did I make the most sales, right? So I think, yes, that that can be a little bit of a mind fuck when you're paying out affiliates, but think about it. Like, you know, paying 30% of something is a lot better than paying nothing of nothing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Not saying that you wouldn't sell anything if you did it by yourself. But it just it it was a nice opportunity to get in front of audiences that I wouldn't have otherwise. So I strongly, strongly believe in the affiliate launch model. Um, this was again my first year of committing to it fully. I do think it's extra work. I do think um, building relationships with these people is is extra work. Maintaining relationships and also knowing 
Because what ends up happening is you often become affiliates for them as well. And I think it's so important to me that I only recommend people to my community that I actually truly believe in. And I know it's important to these people as well that they don't want to just recommend me if they don't actually like me or believe in what I'm doing, right? So that can take a minute as well. But once you're there, once once you can all agree with one, each, with one another and be like, wow, I love what you're, what you're doing. I want to share you with my people. Once you're both on that page, there's so much magic that can happen. Like affiliate launches, like I said, can be great, but then there's other partnerships of all kinds of things as well. So for me, for sales, traditional launching was definitely of this year, the thing that worked the best for me and more specifically traditional launching with affiliates. Yeah. If you have any questions about how to start implementing affiliates, or if you've been doing partner launches where like you each shout each other out, but not affiliates yet. And you're trying to want, you're kind of curious about what that looks like to incorporate affiliates. Let me know. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode about that because I definitely have gotten much better results since I started using affiliates and paying them versus just having promo partners. I think it's a, a, a much different level. And I also should add, I have, I've done I've asked very little promotion for my affiliates. I only asked if they will just send one email. I have friends that send ask their affiliates to send multiple emails. I don't know if I'm going to change that next year, but I don't love I, I don't know. At the moment, I want my the people that choose to be affiliates to like, I don't want them to feel pressured. <laughs> like I, I want I want it to be as fluid. Like I, I don't like the pressure on me when when affiliates ask me to do that. So I just don't want to have that experience. So I'm still, I, I don't know how I'm going to play with that in 2024, but my affiliates only had to send one email and then I pay them for anyone who comes through and actually converts into a paying client. So yeah, that worked best for sales. Okay. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to share one other thing that worked really well in terms of sales for me. And this one might surprise you a little bit. It actually surprised me because I didn't plan on having this. I had a few people want to use, and this has happened, I think, three times now total, not just this year. Um, so this is kind of, this is kind of a newish thing for me to be exploring. But I have recently started exploring partnerships. And what partnerships look like are my membership, mainly the what the heck to post, my membership is now being considered by several people as a bonus for their program. So what that means is they go off and they sell their their online course or whatever it is, or their mastermind or something like that. And then what the heck to post is a bonus for that course or mastermind or whatever it is. So what that means is they're having a launch and selling their thing. And then anyone who comes through will also get my membership as a bonus. So if they make 17 sales, that's 17 times whatever my annual rate is for my membership, that that person who hosts that class is going to pay me so that their cohort of people will be new members of my club as well right? So it's a great way for them to give extra value to their community. And then also a great way for me to bring new people into my club without actually me needing to launch it, right? So this is something that I, like I said, I did I did this in 2022. I liked it, but I kind of didn't really explore it. And then this year, more people are asking me about it, especially in the last quarter of the year. And I have really enjoyed this because again, it's an opportunity to, for, for me to get in front of new audiences that I wouldn't be normally. It's also a very low lift launch because I don't really have to do much, right? 
what I'm doing is really after they come into the club, I'm just delivering a great service, right? But I'm already, it's kind of, it's a bonus for them, right? So I don't actually, I'm not part of the launch. Again, this is something else that I feel like I'm going to dive into a little bit more in 2024 because it's a very low lift way to sell. And I just think it means that I can, I can give extra to the people inside of my community if I can take the launches and the heavy lift things a little bit more off my plate than I did in 2023. So to wrap that up for sales, it was definitely traditional launches with affiliates and then partnerships where my programs were bonuses. Okay, let's move into the thing that worked best for me in terms of nurturing. No surprise here because this is the exact same thing I said was the winner last year, and that is my text list. Now, I think the big secret with the text list isn't in the size of the list. It's actually in the quality of the conversation you have over there. So for me, I have a quarterly Q&A day, and I use this to genuinely help people and also understand who needs my help. So what that looks like is I send out an email, and it's essentially where I say, free coaching today only. And then inside of the email, I kind of outline what you know, what Q&A day looks like. They have to send a question to this phone number. And then I will go first come, first serve, text them back a response. And we can have like a quick conversation answering their question. And then I'll move on to the next person, right? So I get as many as I possibly can in one done in one day. It goes from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And the idea is like, what well, between meetings and between my commitments for that day, I'm going to be devoted to the text list. So most of the day is devoted to the text list and answering questions. Now, I found this to be such a great way to build relationships with people because it's private. So people feel like they can speak really honestly with me. I also feel like I can speak honestly with them. There's questions of all different topics, right? So I can really understand like who needs what. Not saying that I'm always going to sell to someone on a text list, but sometimes someone says like, oh, I just really wish that this thing existed and they don't know that actually I have something exactly like that, you know? So I actually can say, well, I'm so glad that you're honest with me that this is something you're struggling with because I actually have a membership that does exactly that or I actually have a VIP day that does exactly that, you know? So we can we have the opportunity to just very easily talk about what I offer without it feeling slimy or un- like or like I wasn't invited to do so, right? But then more than anything, I can actually have honest conversations with people that are looking to answer questions. Like I give a lot of value on the text list. I don't hold back. I don't say, oh, great question. You should definitely join a program to get the answer to that. No, I actually give an answer. I'm also very honest that a one minute voice memo is not the same as a coaching call. And while I can't you know, solve every single problem with that, I definitely can help you take the next couple of steps so that you're, or at least give you a lot more clarity around why something's not working or how to make something work better. So again, my text list has been pivotal for me in terms of building relationships. I have not done my numbers in 2024, but in 2023, like 60% of my text list was a client. Now I didn't have a big text list. So please full disclosure there. I did, I did not have a big text list. I have doubled my text list this year without even promoting it. But, but I still don't have a big text list, right? But it's so clear that there's a high conversion there. People feel a difference when they have conversation with me. And this gives a really easy opportunity to talk to me, to get questions answered, to experience what it's like to coach with me. So for me, my text list was that container. But I have also worked with people inside of the club and other areas to kind of build their own nurturing mechanism. I think the biggest thing is, what are you doing to create conversations for people? Now, most people, when I have them kind of 
go through what's worked for them in their year, most people don't have anything for nurturing. They're like, I don't know. I, I post content. I respond to comments. So let this be a reminder. That is not a nurturing mechanism. It, it is something that you should have, and I'm glad you're posting on social. However, it's, in my opinion, not enough. It's, it's not that it's not enough. That's not the right way to say that. It's just not going to build relationships quickly enough, in my opinion, for you. I think you are going to feel like, oh, social media takes so long to build relationships. Everything just takes so long. I would love it if you had something in your arsenal that expedited those relationships. And for me, that has absolutely been my text list 1,000%. Okay, so there you have it. The thing that got me the most growth this year was my summit. The thing that got me the most sales this year was traditional launching with affiliates. And then I just added a little bonus, which has not got me the most sales this year, but I just can see where it would be really successful in 2024 if I focused on it. And that was partnerships. And then the thing that got me the most nurturing power was definitely my text list. I feel like the podcast has also done that, if I'm being honest, but I think a lot of our podcast listeners get the coaching invitation, and then meet me over on the text list. So I kind of still feel like the text list would still win over the podcast, if I'm honest. But I think that I do understand how where it all works together. I felt like I just felt like I had to be transparent there. I would love to hear from you. What growth activity worked the best for you this year? What sales activity worked the best for you this year? And what nurturing activity worked the best for you this year? DM me right now so I can hear what you've got to say because I would love to kind of see what you guys are trying and experimenting with. I just had someone on the text list actually share with me that bundles worked the best for her, that she got some great results through bundles, which she was joining other people's bundles. So she didn't even have to do a ton with that, but she's got great results. So people are trying some really cool things and I would love to hear what you've got going on. All right, my friends, can't wait to hear from you over inside of the DMs. And yeah, happy reflecting on 2023 and prepping for 2024. I hope that you're enjoying it and thinking expansively about it. I think this, it can feel stressful sometimes because it can feel like, oh, like maybe things didn't go well for you this year in your opinion or whatever it might be. So the whole thinking about 2024 can feel stressful, but I urge you to, to just celebrate that you, you worked through another year as a fucking business owner. We are the most badass people on the fucking planet. Do you get that? Like we have definitely not chosen the road most traveled. We have definitely done something difficult. We have definitely done something that's given us a few more headaches than just going to a normal job and accepting health insurance. And, and I, and I know it, this is not rosy, you know, by any means this path. However, we can like no one can argue we're fucking badasses. We we have a vision and we are bold and brave enough to actually go after it. So whatever this year has turned out to be for you, please celebrate that. Please be like, okay, I have learned a shit ton. Yeah, I didn't hit all my goals, but I have learned a shit ton. Or yeah, I did hit my fucking goals and I I'm really freaking excited about it and then go out and celebrate. Either way, we have something to celebrate today. Uh, and this year. And I just hope you're taking the time to do that. All right, my loves, I'll talk to you in the next one. Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. 
So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.